Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 23. I am joined today by Mellified and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing today? Doing wonderfully. It's uh, been raining on and off here in Texas. The uh, chickens got caught out the other day, so they were all soaked and looking miserable. But the sun's come out today and dried them off and dried the ground out a little bit. So. Yeah, so yeah, we should that. we should do a, a special about just chicken themed games because there <laughs> are several. Yeah, dude, like yeah, detective. Do, do chocobos count? Well, there's Bionic Chicken that's uh, on Steam, and then there's uh, Chicken Detective that's uh, like a nor. Yeah, chicken chicken police. thing or chicken police? Yeah, whatever it is, um, that I saw in the Epic Store. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's several. Mm. I just unlocked, uh, the like summon for the chicken in Yakuza, like a dragon last night. I was pretty proud of myself for that. Excellent. Is that the same chicken that used to manage the bar? Yes. This one, this one manages your, uh, candy shop. Um, so yeah, some weird, some weird chicken chicken uh concepts there but um yeah chickens chickens are are fun they're they're certainly weird though not the brightest animals god yeah like jurassic park would have been a lot different if they'd have modeled the raptors behavior on chickens because (laughs) they'd have just been kind of dumb not Mm -hmm. not really good predators yeah. What yeah. what movie what movie was it that actually had the raptors as like giant turkeys essentially? Uh um forgetting what it was, but they kind of they they more modeled the dinosaurs after like the actual feathery versions that I guess they're starting to say dinosaurs really were. Um well there was Carnosaur 1, 2 and 3 where they were actually reverse engineered dinosaurs from chickens. Okay. Wow. Yes. They <laughs> no, had they were, okay, intrigued. imagine like chicken eggs that that had been uh infected with whatever secret science enzyme and they're like being delivered to grocery stores everywhere and then they hatch into raptors. Oh that's God. the movie. Roger Corman, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh that's a little intense. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's dumber than it sounds, and it sounds pretty dumb, and it was. <laughs> they made three of them. <laughs> it's not it's not like you know sharks of the corn level of bad or anything, but what is really? Yeah, that's a whole special level of of awful. Oh dear. Well. So- so uh well I, what I was going to say was is what have you guys been playing lately a lot of I know that we we recently did a nice little dive into Mech Warrior 5 um mm-hmm. with their new DLC and their instant action options uh, which greatly improves the game and I dare say it's a it's a far cry better than uh than Mech Warrior Online. Um, yeah, it's an it's an actual playable game now as opposed to what shipped a year and something ago that was just kind of a star citizen level of uh alpha thing it's it's still not like the missions themselves there's still only like six types of missions they added that beachhead thing but other than that it's like defend the building uh go knock down some buildings sure or, but i feel like know. i feel like the the difficulty comes in with when you do the instant action stuff you can customize the game and the variants and like who you're going up against and how hard you want it to be. Mm. So, and like the different map types. So while the missions are different, the map rotations I feel do help add a little bit of a level complexity to it. Right. Because you could have like defend these buildings, but there's six different map variants to do that on. So it's kind of like you're doing that in six different ways. Yeah. You know, but it's, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the game can have, random missions that are spread around right but then it also needs to be like what battletech did where okay you deal with the random missions right but then there's story missions that are actually pre-scripted 
Mm. And those are, you know, what they are, right? So, so then you actually have a designed mission that is specific enemies in specific places, you know, and, and there might be like, Hey, you know, if you run into these enemies, uh, run away, don't try to kill them, you know, like get the hell out of there kind of thing, because it, it's like, it's designed to kill you if you try to overreach, you know? Um, but the other stuff is, is it's all basically like wave defense things, you know, where it's like, okay, defend these buildings or kill this many guys. And okay, now you can stick around if you want, or you can extract now. Uh, okay sure so i don't know and then they put the tonnage limit stuff on still um which kind of makes it a pain whenever you're doing co-op right because it's like well the mechs that i have it would be cool to run like three mechs instead of four but there's four of us playing so now we got to figure out how to get a fourth person in and the tonnage limit and whatever but if you saw the uh i dropped a zip file of because the mods are finally coming back for the thing people are updating mm -hmm. their stuff now um but there's a mod in in that it's a very small file it's only like a, a meg or whatever um but there's a a file in there that just removes tonnage limits on all the co-op missions so no more of that so that's good um i mean i understand why it's there for single player but co-op it's a pain in the ass so you know switch that off um but other other than that, it's some cosmetic stuff. It doesn't really like change gameplay a whole lot. Right. Well, what I the thing that I do like about it, though with the instant action stuff is like you don't have to wait for like a mech to be unlocked during the the campaign portion of things. Like you can just pick and choose whatever you want. Oh yeah, instant um, action's great because it's just like, hey man, there's four of us here. Let's go kill some stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's not there's no persistence or whatever. It's just like drive whatever you want, and then we'll we'll tune the difficulty to whatever everybody takes. And that's cool. Yeah. You know, because because I'm I'm a sucker for a marauder. Um. <laughs> well, we I mean we I thought we we had some really good times doing three and four players. Um, I was have, I still have some weird technical issue with the game that isn't there with other games. I I did a bunch of testing to try to isolate what was going on with the network on that and never really got anywhere satisfactory. But um, I think the variety I would like to see, to your point, Jim, is give me a couple of different memoir, a couple extra mission types. Yes, yeah, um, memorable in there, at least. Well, and even, even some of the staples, right? Like, why isn't why is there not a convoy escort? where you have a bunch of uh, tanks or something yeah, or smaller mechs to, to protect from, you know, an attack. Like <laughs> I can imagine. Breaker some, breaker. Well, this is rubber duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> is though, it, it kind of, it kind of would be just like the base defense thing. You know, it's like keep the convoy from being 50% destroyed yeah. instead of the city. But the thing with the convoy stuff is it's, it's just like, the vehicles are kind of paper, right? So true. It would be a it would be a thing like don't let them get hit at all. So that's and the way that the the way that the game spawns stuff all around would make it mm -hmm. really a bitch. So well, I, I see why could, they didn't. I I could see one of the things though that Mac I think BattleTech struggles with in general is why do you take a lighter Mac? Why would you take a Mac that isn't you know, uh, an assault class. Right. And that's the whole reason that they put tonnage limits is to force you to right. use the lower half of the spectrum, right? Because otherwise everybody'd be in the heavies and what mediums are fun, but oh, yeah, well, oh, because this is like me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's all be. Um, well, but that's what I'm saying with a convoy mission. What would be interesting is it would give you a gameplay reason to want a lighter Mac because you could go scout. Yeah around the convoy or ahead of the convoy right because uh, you gotta be fast because you gotta yeah. get there before yeah exactly um it, it, honest honestly the best thing that's ever been in a mech warrior game was in mech warrior 4 when they had capture the flag in multiplayer because mm. man talk about light mechs shining that was mm -hmm. the place right like just you're you're in a in like an owens and you grab the flag and just haul ass you know <laughs> Well, and that's and I think there are things that they could still do to to your point that uh, would would give you 
reasons beyond the arbitrary tonnage limit to go and do mix it up right yeah um environmental conditions that nerf certain classes of weapons would be another one right there's an electrical storm so your ppcs are not going to work right so you know take a variant that doesn't use ppcs or something like that would be kind of interesting yeah, yeah. well there was there's the, the... There was the one that we Good. did that had the acid rain, and I was like, well, what's the what's the disadvantage here? Didn't seem it to didn't, do anything. Yeah, it didn't seem to do much. And the, so I, I don't know that there's really heat difference. I, I'll have to, like, put it on a hot planet and see. Like, you know, if I shoot the same lasers and then I go onto a cold planet and I shoot the same stuff, is there a difference in how much occurring? Because there should be, but... Yeah, I know in the initial release it didn't. So, you know, and see, the the other thing, um, uh, people are like, well, space is cold, right? So when you're on a moon, Mm. I I should have, like, no heat problems. Actually, quite the opposite, because the heat sinks get rid of heat by circulating air, and there's no air on the moon, so you're going to get hot, (laughs) right? So, um, I don't know. There's a a series of books... um, and I'm uh, the legacy of the Aldenta, I think is the name of it by John Ringo. And they end up earth gets contacted by aliens. They have to go out into space and they don't have, you know, a deep, deep space. Uh, it's like modern times. Right. So what do we do? They actually take nuclear submarines and retrofit them for, for space duty because they've already got, you know, pressure uh, management and things like that. But one of the big issues they talk about in that is exactly what you're referring to, which is how the hell do you get rid of heat when there's nothing to carry the heat away uh, yeah. from the ship? And that becomes actually a big, big plot point uh, is how they do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's more untapped potential in MechWarrior 5. I'm encouraged to see the progress over the last what year that they made year and a half. Um well, and I know I a think... lot of the modders were just holding, you know, because they're like, yeah, this DLC is coming and they're going to radically change a lot of things. So we're not going to build out like the mod that we want to make. We're going to wait and see. And now those guys can yeah. get busy. So well, I, I know like Sean from uh, No Guts, No Galaxy, they were working on a mech commander conversion. So you actually oh, play wow. it like a like a top down 3D strategy thing. Yeah, it's a, it's like all AI on all your guys, but you select max and tell them where to go. So well, that's kind of cool. Well, speaking of mods though, there's also the MechWarrior Living Legends folks that are making a second version of the game using this new uh engine. Mhm. Hmm. So that ought to be interesting too to see what they come up yeah, with. Yeah, that's going to that's going to get good because um if they do it like they did the last one and I'm pretty sure that they will cuz they were pretty strong about their commitment to it no mac lab you drive what's you know it's like it's by the book you get what you get right this variant exists here it is go go do it interesting yeah um well i have the clan invasion uh uh, the actual tabletop that was recently kickstarted gosh a year and a half ago um and i have not uh had an opportunity to play it so we may have to figure out some sort of camera rigging system to uh, to do some tabletop stuff together because I think that'd be a lot of fun too. So back in 1986, I remember sitting at the kitchen table playing BattleTech with my friends over the telephone because mm. because the hexes were numbered, right? Yeah. So it was just like you know it was like playing chess, right? It's yeah. like okay, this yeah. guy moves to that square. How cool. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, before internets and computers. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, a bright future ahead for MechWarrior 5. I'm glad to see they kind of, maybe not quite to the level of No Man's Sky and uh, Hello Games pulling pulling it out of the fire, but they certainly redeemed MechWarrior 5 for me, and it sounds like for, for you guys as well. Well, I feel like they redeemed MechWarrior in general because the thing the thing that irritated the crap out of me with MechWarrior Online was is there was no Comstomp availability. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. and and everything was a meta, right? And so it's just like, you're because you're dealing with multiplayer, so everything's freaking meta-based, and 
Yeah, it, it, well, yeah, the stuff the stuff that worked on the tabletop that was cool does not work in multiplayer because you know it's like the Griffin, right? Was is one of my favorite mechs on the tabletop, but you have one PPC and one LRM10. That's it. If you miss, you miss, right? But then you're dealing with people that can alpha strike, you know, with like a boat full of medium lasers, and they all hit the same place. So it's unlike random dice rolls and stuff. And yeah, so mm. it's, you know, like when you make it real time, like all the board game balance goes right out the window. And I, you know, and I can appreciate that. So you have to basically make a whole different game that's inspired by the tabletop, which they did. But then they had to fight the people that were like, no, it's got to be the tabletop numbers, right? Oh. Like the whole time, like half the community is is rabid about that. So they try to make like a compromise in the middle. Then Hairbrain Schemes, which is actually the guys that designed the original board game back in the in the like mm. early eighties, right? I don't know if everybody knows that. That is FASA from back then. Um and when they did their thing, like af after they did their uh, their shadow run games and then they knock out this battletech thing, they brought like a lot of that shadow run stuff over. So now it's actually like the skills that the mech warrior has and different mech warriors have different specialties, right? Mm -hmm. Like this guy's good with sensors, that guy's good. And it's, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. But boy, talk about a deviation from the tabletop stuff. Huge. And that's kind of unwarranted there because it, it's like, it would have been great to have like an option, right? Like I can flip a switch. I can play it the way they want it or I can play it the way I remember it. But there's mods hmm. for this now. Um, but yeah, Battletech Advanced. Um, if you download that, turn off the clan bullshit because clans are stupid. Um, <laughs> it's it just is, man. It's just it's for power fantasy munchkins that wanted to like play with the big kids and you know whatever. Clans are dumb. Um, but yeah, it, if you play it in the era because you can also set the era of like the mechs mm -hmm. that'll, but, but that'll spawn if you play it like bro. in 3025 get the fuck out of here so, <laughs> did, did you watch, did you watch the video did you watch the video on the marauder that i said yes, like the yeah. whole thing yeah because whenever whenever they were talking about the uh i i forget what the what the mech was called but it, it was basically like a ghetto timber wolf. <laughs> yes. That's what I called it. Yes. <laughs> it like, yep. Oh my god. But, well. but yeah, so that's a that's a mech that kind of it was associated so much with the clans, but that thing could have happened in the inner sphere. It didn't need to be a clan thing. Um, but it was yeah. I don't know. The thing that that I find scary is like the Marauder two, is like hey, it's a hundred tons and it jumps, and mm -hmm. You know, it's bad. It's just bad news for everybody. But then they made the Mad Cat too, and it's just like, oh well, it's a hundred tons, and it jumps, and it's got two LRM twenties, and PPCs, and medium lasers, and 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 and. You know, it's just because clan bullshit, right? So <laughs> it's like we can put all the all the weapons and all of our heat sinks are double, and we can shoot twice as far for reasons. Yeah, in in the lore, that's fine because the clans used to bid tonnage, right? They're like, we can conquer your whole planet with like a third of the mechs that you have, right? Like, how many mechs do you bid, right? And and that so that made it fair theoretically in the lore. But whenever you're playing and it's like, okay, everybody brings a mech, right? And it's four on four. Well, you get a clan mech on one side, and it's like, oh well, hey, that guy's got two mechs. That's not good. And then whenever they brought the clan stuff to MechWarrior Online, it was instantly ridiculous, right? Because there it's a it's a 12 versus 12 match, right? Well, if half of the people on one of the teams are are running like boss ass clan mechs, then it's mm. like, well, now we got to nerf down this clan stuff to make it actually like even Steven with the inner sphere stuff, but it's like, well, it shouldn't be. So Boy, you know, like they had balance problems before the clan stuff mm -hmm. because of the real time. And then you add the clan crap and it's just like, oh, hey, my heat sinks are double and my lasers are double. So, you know, whatever. Right. Balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's dumb.
Um, Hunter, you know, just a little bit inside baseball, I guess, for everybody listening. Uh, we have to come up with, you know, a topic for every every other show. And uh, when we're not doing the news and, and, you know, it's not that we don't have good ideas or interesting ideas, I think, but sometimes you're just not quite sure what to talk about. And this was one of those shows. And we said, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll start talking and we'll, we'll see where it goes. And uh, I think we now know that all we have to do to fill a podcast episode is ask Jim about his favorite clan max and we can just fill, you know, a podcast episode. I mean, you know. No, it's real easy. It's it's the Vapor Eagle. All right, we're done. <laughs> well, so I mean, anyway, I'm just, well, I'm just I mean, sure. No, I love, yeah, 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 yeah. I love I mean, your your passion for this because I am I am a very casual uh, BattleTech fan, and I've always been interested in it, but I've never like gotten super deep into it. So it's really neat to hear uh some of the you know some of the details about it so i really do appreciate you yeah it's, it's like i read the novels like the initial ones because they're pretty mm -hmm. cool right like gray death legion and you know like decision at thunder rift and and all these the classic books right that were uh i think it was michael stackpole wrote those maybe he was the star wars guy i don't know name sticks out for some reason but anyway um i read those and then the the clan invasion right and I read like the first couple and I was just like, uh, no, no, this, no, because it just, it just basically polluted the tabletop game because people would show up with this ridiculous stuff. And, and then, uh, we, we had a house rule at the place that I gamed at where it was, it was just like, yeah, if you're, if you're playing like open table night or whatever, then feel free to make an Atlas with 20 small lasers on it you know we don't care just be as munchkin as you want to be but when you actually show up on like league night when we're playing the campaign stuff that mm. we're keeping track of because we dude we were playing like spreadsheet battle tech you know it was, it was kind of like um uh that that uh whatever the hell it was called that uh hunter just bought that mech force oh, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is battle force yeah yeah, Battle Force. We we basically made our own version of that before it existed. So we were looking at at like you know tables of of uh, equipment of like what various factions had. Mm. So you could bring it if you had it, but if it got killed, you don't have it. And and it was kind of a battle of attrition sort of thing where we'd do mm. we would do like planetary scale battles. You know where it's like okay, we're gonna fight in this valley you know on on this weekend or whatever um some of them games man 12 hours long easy you know it was like yeah. it was like show up at noon go home at midnight <laughs> kind of thing yeah but it but it was like it was one of those uh it was one of those hobby shop deals where they had like a giant train table and, and mm. you know like like for train set stuff you know how how those are it, yep. it's they're huge right you know yep. it's like an eight foot by 12 foot table um they had one of those and then one of the guys actually he bought that insulation the foam stuff that goes in the walls and then he got like a hot wire thing that he could carve hills and and rivers and crap and he he had like and it was all uh it was in cubes so you could rearrange it and then you could put the hills where you want them and stuff mm. so we we had this like this just killer ter terrain and then he like bonded felt to it right like put some adhesive and used a hair dryer and got like green pool table felt to stick hmm. to it and uh it was mint dude we loved playing on that table i was it was like i'm i'm still kind of sad that that hobby shop closed down and like to the point where a couple of years ago the guy that used to own it um he, he worked at Diebold and then his, his like part-time job because he was into like rc cars and stuff so he was is kind of like a like selling weed right you know it's like well i'm gonna sell to my friends so i can pay for my own addiction <laughs> right <laughs> so so he opened up a hobby shop so he could like fund his own rc car problem and uh but anyways so it it turned into a the hangout for all of us like when we were in college because it was like right down the street from from the community college that we all went to and oh i i would say from the time i was 16 till about 28 
I, I spent a lot, a lot of time hanging around that store and like all of my friends from back then were from there and everything. So whenever he finally closed it down, you know, he just needed to retire out and business had gone south because Magic the Gathering just, it turned every hobby shop into a card shop. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you're selling cards, right? And it's like, no, we have D&D. Oh, I don't want that stuff. You know, so so yeah. it's kind of going bankrupt anyway. So he got out while the getting was good. Um, but he moved down to Florida. I looked him up and I called him and, you know, it was just like, hey, Harold, I haven't talked to you in about 10 years, man. Just want to see, you know, he's still kicking. Talk about the good old days kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just visited with the guy a little bit, you know, and uh, but that was kind of neat, you know, but it, but it's like those bonds with people that I still have today. I still talk to some of those guys that I haven't laid eyes on in 15 years. So. Yeah, it was a good time. Back whenever we had friends that you had to be in the same zip code, you know, <laughs> to right. actually, yeah, right. to interact. But now everybody's spread out across the internet, and we, and I guess you know, tabletop simulator, right? That's about all we got. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, well, and and things like Mac Warrior, right? You get yeah, the... yeah, true well, it's, that. It's interesting that you bring that up because it's like I feel like, um. You know, most of my gaming friends over the years, you, know, you things just kind of fall by the wayside. But I have like one or two that I'm still in touch with after all these years. But it's funny that along the way, though, it's like the, f the friends that I meet online that I actually keep the longest. Because um, it's kind of like no matter where you move, they're still going to be like, you know, pop into TeamSpeak there. Um, <laughs> you know, or, you know, oh, these days, Dis or these days, Discord, right? So it's like, you know, I, I met Jim, uh, fuck man. I, I don't know how long ago was, it's been, it's been a minute, <laughs> but yeah, it's you been, know, it's been a hot six, seven years. You know, that's, that's roughly how long, you know, we've been gaming and doing stuff together. Um, and there's been a few people like that over the years that I've just like kind of bounced around with like every now and then, like I'll run into, we have a, we have another friend, but like I'll, I'll run into medic and to, and, and like another discord server be like, Oh, Hey man, what's going on? Didn't know you were a fan of, you know, this game. And yeah, uh, dude, me and medic and the, unfortunately the other people that were around from that remember when tribes one came out. Yes. Oh, we yeah. used to play tribes together online back what was that 97 98 something yeah so we're from back then right. it's been a it's been a bit right but you know it's just it's just kind of fun like you know it's just it's kind of fun to see these different people in different places yeah like, but i'm just saying like some of these friendships like purely online have never met the guy right but it was it was the thing where we had the you know the gaming clan of people. It was a there was like twelve of us. It wasn't like a huge like if you if you go over to to um the clan that he's in right now, right? Then it's like there's a hundred people on, right? So you you never really hurt for a game, but everybody specifically plays the one thing that they play, right? So it's like oh I'm here to play Destiny, so I'm gonna play Destiny with this t 10, 15 people. Right. But nobody else in the clan plays that because they're all playing their own thing. Right. So it's it's not like the whole group floats around different games. And with the people that we had back then, it was very much that. So it was like you could play a different game every night of the week. And it, it actually got kind of expensive because, you know, keeping up with what everybody else was getting. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, who, who bought a new game this week? Damn, that's 60 bucks. All right, I'll do it. Yeah, but it but it was just it, it there was no rule to do it, but it's just kind of like well, you know, if you don't want to get like left out a couple nights a week, then you need to pick up the new hot thing that just came out that you know whoever jumped in because it'd be like three four people decide to go in on something and then the rest of us would kind of follow along. Uh, but it was cool because oh my god, we played everything. It was like, is it multiplayer? Cool, we're playing it. It's happening, and uh, and that's why I'm broke now. <laughs> Well, I think the online communities is probably worth, you know, a whole a whole show uh of its own, but um it is always hard when there are certain games that bring you together with people and then that game ends or or fades away and 
you know, you feel like those people kind of go a separate way from you. I know I've run into that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely done that too. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean about the other group that we had back in the day was like the games came and went, but the people is who we were there for. Right? Yeah. So we were, yeah. we were just, it's like, we're a gang of friends and it doesn't matter what we're playing. So, you know, it's like, what are you playing this week? All right, I'm in. Or even if I if I didn't have any interest in it, I'd still hang out and, and just chat with them. So yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it's kind of like that is what I would like to see other worlds turn into is not like a bunch of niche communities that are under one umbrella, but sort of more of like each other. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more like here's a mass of people that play everything, you know. And then somebody comes in and just says, "Hey, I want to play StarCraft tonight. Who's in?" Right? And then they'll find somebody. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, MMOs uh, or that's that's perfect, dude. Because like you know, you were talking about the other day about wanting to try and find a persistent game for us to play, and immediately it was just like, let's brainstorm this out and figure that out. And I think in the short term, you know, we're we're gonna, th I think we're gonna try to do the Minecraft thing, but I would definitely like to try and sign, find something a little bit more persistent uh, to play as a community. I would I would love to play Imperium if we had a server that we didn't have to maintain ourselves <laughs> and <laughs> and the game didn't like have massive world wiping patches about once a month or or whatever um i don't know man there's there's some some huge modded up imperian servers that are out there but yeah i don't know i i like the game there's things i don't like about the game but there's a lot that i do and, yeah there's uh, there's things uh, that i don't like about it either but i the things that I do like really, I really like them. Um, yeah. Like, I think it's a far cry better game than Space Engineers, like, by and large. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I know Space Engineers has, uh, quote-unquote, the the tires thing, right? Like, you can actually drive vehicles. But, right. Uh, yeah, and it would be, it would be nice. It would be nice if they put that in. But still, yeah, the hovercraft stuff. Like, Space Engineers just doesn't really have the have like hovercraft things where you're making a land speeder right because they do have the wheels so it's it's kind of like well you, you, but honestly in Imperium, once you get to the point where you're just building like little spaceships because uh they hover very stably i kind of don't like that honestly they're a little too stable um i wish gravity was more of a thing right but it's uh it's kind of like once you get a small ship, there's really no reason to have a ground vehicle at that point because you just fly to wherever, get out, chop down trees or whatever you need, right? But some of those mining vehicles are redonkulous, though. Like the the what, who who was it uh, back in Space Game Junkie? They made like a giant mining ship, and the ship was huge enough that it could actually like reach around a whole asteroid and just mine it from all sides. Yeah, I forget who did that, but I I remember that one. Yep. Yeah, it was bonkers. It was like the the Death Star hula hoop. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like a giant. It was like a giant donut, and it would just like go consume an, an asteroid. Pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it it would be kind of cool to find you know, uh, find a little. Do you know bit. the? You know the game that could be just dope when it comes out right is that uh uh what, what is it called is it starbase or whatever with the robots you know everybody um, plays as, a, as like a robot i think that and one's already out actually no it isn't not yet yeah if it was out i'd be playing it right now well from my understanding that's going to be a subscription model i'm okay with that that's fine as long as the, you know, like the game is actually maintained and whatever. So dual universe, right? Like I have an account for that that I haven't used for like a year. All right. Just, yeah, so I, I watch Marky. Starbase actually comes out this year, uh, June 17th. Damn. Oh, that's a couple of weeks. Yes. So whenever I come back from hell, I'm in the beach. Uh, <laughs> that's a story. I found out, you, you know how I am about people, right? I love people like big crowds, right? You know, it's like the more people, the better. I just want to die, mm. uh, <laughs> right? But, and and then you know, throw like humidity and stuff on top of that, right? So so 
I got roped into this like we're going to the beach, right? And it's and it's wife's idea of vacation, right? And it's her and the neighbors. It's an older couple lives over next door, and uh, and we're real friendly with them. So it's like, oh yeah, well we're gonna rent rent this beach house. And then I find out, oh no, there's gonna be like eight people there. And I'm just like, mm, okay. So you're it's like. You're... Uh, you were talking about dual universe. Um, the yeah. thing, the thing about dual universe is, is while the technology backing dual universe is interesting and entertaining, it's like a grand version of space engineers on a level of frustration that I can't even begin to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what I mean oh, by yeah. that is, and what I mean by that is, is this, it's it's kind of like uh, um, it's it's the land grab, right? Like you get in, get in quick, get in fast. Those that have had early access or access to the alpha and the beta get a massive advantage over those that haven't. So, like, when the game went live, like, all of the... Or when the game does go live officially, because it's still in beta right now, it's an open beta. When it goes live officially, like, they're not going to take anything away from anyone. So, like, all these people that have built up these massive, like, industrial, like, whatever, are going to be the moneymaker wealthy people in the game and right. you you kind of need that but like on the other hand though the the problem that's going to come into play is is what what is the motivation um remember when we interviewed those guys and i told them cuz they were like yeah it'll be like full on pvp do whatever you want to do and then there's going to be like one stargate that can get out of the system and i was just like oh no cuz as soon as this becomes like a public you know open thing then you're going to get like goon swarm come in and they're going to take control of that stargate and that's going to be it All right so yeah well there's not the, even a stargate though like like that's not even planned yet so it's like one giant solar system and the yeah. thing is though is like this giant solar system takes forever to to traverse because if you're using like sub warp speed it can take hours so i remember i flew from the the starting planet all the way out to this other planet called jago and it took me four hours at max speed to get there. Four real hours. Yikes. And so, um, you know. So was, it, had, was then, there then at I, least like a waypoint to aim at? Or was it like, oh, no, I was off by a couple degrees and I missed by like five hours? Well, no, I'm, I missed by about a half an hour. So like I, okay. I got I got pretty close. But like then then I, I had to do like the slowdown. And the slowdown kind of screwed me up, so it took me about half... Like, once I got to the planet, it took me about half an hour just to actually get into the planet's gravity and then actually go land somewhere. Mm. So it just, you know, there's there's a lot to it from a, from a mechanic. So it's like Space engineer space Engineers meets Kerbal Space Program meets, like, uh, EVE Online's griefing, like, system. So yeah. it, By it, the w- it's interesting. Yeah, and well... Okay, so we knew, and as predicted, saw happen on day one, Marky Dragon, the Land Baron, came in, (laughs) right? Because any game that's actually got, like, persistent real estate, Mark is going to be there. And and he he wants, like, right in the town square, because that's where the money is at. So he is he still buying up, like, every plot of land around him, like? What what's he using for currency to to do no, like in game money or what? He well yeah, and he's got a lot. He actually he actually swapped plots with me at one point because um, I because I got smart and I got one right next to him. Um, yeah, because I because I knew <laughs> um, it's like two gamers one plot. <laughs> that's oh. right. Oh, but uh, but I, we traded plots. I haven't logged into that game in probably four months at this point, five months maybe. Because yeah, um, there's no game there. It's just the. Well, and I was also in the middle of a move, but like at the same time, like it's uh, it's not really worth my frustration right now because it just takes a lot. Like if you really want to build anything, like it need you need a lot of resources to do a lot of things. And while I could trade with people, and while I could like make deals, or I could mine resources and sell them, and then buy like components and parts that are already pre-made, it's just it's very much a grind fest, you know, to get what you want to build what you want. Um, which is yeah, it would be. It would be so better if it was like Star Wars Galaxies, where instead of like I I own my acre of land and I do my thing on it, 
is more like, okay, we made a city and, you know, we all like cohabit in this and work together. Right. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll well, be that way, but it, but it'll that's be kind like, of, that's kind of the direction he's gone. So he's got like, that's, and so that's what he's trying to, well, in a weird way, he's trying to actually build that out in the game itself. So he's using the game mechanics to almost build out what you're talking about. So him and his wife have like multiple characters and multiple plots that are all connected and they've built this giant monstrosity of a construct in this game and on this planet. And it's like industrial center for like for for Jago. And they've invited anybody who's a manufacturer to come out there, they can sell their wares on his platform. And he like I said, they've built they've like cored out an entire mountain. Like it's mm. a massive. I think I took you on a tour of it one time. Um, so pretty and, soon he'll have like a giant Amazon warehouse with drones flying out to deliver stuff. Almost because I went in. I the last thing I did before I stopped playing for a little while, not because I like I'm, I'm not going to play again. I just took a break from playing. But the last time I was in looking around, I went through his manufacturing area, and it's just like he has an entire like gigantic wall of like. 10 by 14 large containers and you're just like jesus like you know and they're, and they're all like interlinked and they're connected to the different manufacturing equipment and um you know the the game's skill based so like you have to like train up skills in order to be able to like be more efficient at a thing and it trains in real time so that's something that they took from eve and it yeah it just it's very yeah. that's another thing i don't like so much right well it's real-time clock because it's just like well i'll never catch up to the people that have been playing a year more than me well unless they stop playing but you're you're correct so it that that's one of those things where like it, it's very it's very unique and if you're gonna play it you got to put a lot of time and effort into it and i just don't have the time sink like i've been playing eve long enough to where i can actually just go in and, and like run a couple of missions and even like have a good time because I've, I've built myself up to that point but i was also like single and in college when i built up that 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 level of you know stupidity i guess i don't know but uh but yeah so i don't know i just i i just think persistent games like this then they, they, there needs to be more than just like check out this cool sandbox you can play in and it's just like well the sandbox is cool and it's a lot of fun and the, and the lore is interesting but like if i'm just doing this just to do it i don't feel like this has the, the purpose is here for me like where where's the where's the draw to do it though um you know so and that's where i feel like in something like star wars galaxies there was a sandbox but like you had a purpose so it's just like well it's a sandbox well what do you want to do well, uh, maybe I want to be a bounty hunter. What can bounty hunters do? Well, they can take bounty missions and go hunt Jedis, you know, and just like, oh, shit, really? Yeah. Or you can go to hunt down other players, and there's an actual, like, bounty system, like, in the game where you can go hunt other players. So that gives you something to do because it's just like, well, now I can be space police and, like, go in and, you know, collect a bounty on somebody. That that gives me a purpose. So I want to be a really good bounty hunter. So I better like start training. You know, I better start like you know doing what I need to do to be really good at it. Um, yeah. So so basically, Marky Dragon will be Job of the Hut, and he'll put out like bounties on people's heads. That I mean, I mean maybe, I mean maybe because like the thing that's going on in like dual universe is like you know he who has all the money makes the rules, so to speak. And but like again. The thing that I that I have issues with with like this and with uh, space engineers is what's the purpose other than to like build cool stuff? All right, cool. I've built a cool thing. Now what do I do with that cool thing? Oh well, that player just blew up my cool thing. Well, shit. Now I gotta go rebuild that cool thing. Do I have enough resources to rebuild the cool thing? No. All right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like... which is where I think um the this uh starbase game has an advantage because it starts out with factions right like you're gonna be well, on the red team or the blue team so that's that's why i like uh empyrean so much because empyrean also has factions and there's a ton of npcs to interact with different imp faction npcs you can you can go and like build faction standing with another like uh species and you can get like um you know be able to go, like go into their shops and buy their stuff or sell stuff to them there's an actual in-game economy system that's like you know 
game wide there and it's gotten to the point now where it's not just a single solar system but it's multiple solar systems and a galaxy like emulated like you know it's huge like empyrean's like massive and there's there's missions and quests that you can go and do like it gives you things that you can go and do and so it almost gives you a sense of purpose because it's kind of like you know yeah yeah and then there's the the big modified servers out there that you mentioned but i feel like the thing with starbase is the starbase is also going to be an mmo but again without having played it i watched uh i watched blue drake do a thing because i guess he got in on the uh early access for starbase and i was not impressed i'm 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 very cautious about starbase Yeah, I'm. A, I don't know. I mean, it's like I'm. I'm to the point where I'm immune to hype. You know, it's just like that looks interesting. I hope something comes of it, but I don't feel any investment in things anymore because it's yeah, too many times, too many star citizens. Speaking of elite, uh, yeah, Odyssey still kind of feels like a waste of forty bucks. I've I've given up on that game. Um, until I see something substantial, uh, I'm I don't want to give Elite Dangerous the time of day. That game massively needs to have some kind of real player organization, real economy system. Because at the end of the day, if I'm mining stuff just to go sell somewhere, I just feel like that's kind of pointless and boring. Like I want to mine yeah. this stuff because maybe I want to use it. Can I build something with this or like, is it, it, just... it basically needs to be under new ownership is what needs to happen with that game. It, somebody needs to get a hold of it and just be like, we're going to actually make something of this instead of, because I mean, it's a beautiful game and the, and, and the, and the flight mechanics are fun. And like, you know, the, the sim that's going on is good. It's just like, yeah. that's all that it is, is it's literally flight simulator, but in space, I feel. Well, like. it's got, it's got the battle tech problem. It's all RNG. Every mission feels like every mission. The, the, the planet map is different, but we're still doing the same thing. Right. So it's like the the mechs that show up are different, um, but I'm still doing the same objective kind of thing. But at least there's a sense of advancement to to Mech Warrior, where like with Elite, it's just kind of like you get in the ship that you like and then stay stay there. You know, they put the fleet carriers in. That's cool. Five billion credits. So you know that that says like how much money people had that they needed to find a money sink to get out of the game. Because people were just like, the only thing to do was just like make money. And people had giant piles of money with nowhere to spend it. So we have to give them something to spend it. And they did. But, it, but they're actively hostile to cooperative play. Like, okay, in Odyssey, you and me, we take a mission and we go down to a base and we're supposed to like infiltrate and steal something and get out, right? And uh, you get killed. Well, you actually spawn at the prison that may be 100 light years away. And you don't have your ship because it's still parked on the planet where you died. So you have to take a taxi <laughs> from the prison back and, and just like wait, you know, and I can't do anything about it. So I got to wait on you. Um, also, loot is not instanced, right? So if I pick up all the stuff and you didn't pick it up, then... You know, I well, sucks to be you. Yeah, no, it's just it's not good. They're still they're still at the point where, like, people had all this money and and they were like, well, we don't want to have gold sellers in the game, so we're not going to let players trade money between each other. And it's like, um, yeah, we're we're way past that, guys. Like, let let me actually trade money. Like, I would like to pay people to you know a fair split of a mission that we do. I don't want to be like, well, I'm the guy that had the mission. So I get 80% and then 20% gets split between the other three guys. That's bullshit. So yeah. Uh, just let us actually trade money and items and whatever. That's a huge thing. That's holding that game back. They, they made a, a massively single player game and they, it, it has the appearance of being MMO ish but the actual meaningful interaction you can have is about zero. And then uh, they're continuing that in Odyssey. They're not getting better. 
and also like all the missions in odyssey are, are like hey you want to do some crimes <laughs> right it, it's like or i could go out and be an explorer and like scan some space cactus or something that's growing and turn that in for money right <sighs> no it's just it's not doing it for me like i i put a post up on their forum today that is like two pages long of you know it's like two screens tall basically of just like here's interesting non-combat things that you could have us do that would involve like being on foot like hey i get a mission to go out somewhere and find a broken down vehicle on the moon and repair it how about that well, that's, and, that's for, a thing. And, and what's weird is, for what it's worth, Star Citizen's ground missions are actually drastically improving. <laughs> oh, yeah. The The problem uh, is, okay, I played Star Citizen. I reinstalled it the other day, right? And I woke up in my bed, and then I had to remember, like, what key gets me out of bed. It's a it's a weird, like, the Y key for some reason. Um, yeah, and then weird. I walk out into the hall, and then I'm like, well, where's the ship hanger? Um... I don't know. So then I wander around and it's like walking around in cyberpunk, right? It's like this big city and I'm and I'm walking down hallways and stuff and and then I see a sign like oh train station. All right, this must be where I got to go. So I go down to the train station and then I, there's a big subway map on the wall and I got to take the the green line down to the city center and then I take the red line from there to the trade district and then I have to change trains a third time and then take the white line to the starport. And it took me like half an hour or so to get from the bed to to my ship, just to the terminal where I can summon the damn ship. And I'm just like, you know, people people look at Odyssey and they're like, well, it's kind of dumb. Like uh, the whole space station, you know, it's this giant space station, but all the NPCs I interact with are in like one room. Because it is. It's a just a big room that's kind of partitioned off to look like multiple rooms, but it's a big cube that you're in. And uh, and people are like, well, how come there's no hallways? How come there's, you know, this isn't spaced out? And I'm like, well, if you play Star Citizen, they kind of went to the other extreme with that, where they have like a mile of empty space that you just have to jog through for no reason and then figure out what trains you're going to get on. Uh, I find that I don't I find really that, want to I do find that. that. I find it strange that you had that struggle because usually the apartment has a direct line to the spaceport. So I don't know what happened, but usually you should be able to hop on one train and go straight to the spaceport from the apartments. But anyway, the the interesting thing about Star Citizen though is like they do have ground missions now and like tanks and stuff like that, and you can actually like deploy tanks and like go into these like bunker buildings. And, like, you actually go into the bunker and then you take an elevator down and it's just, like, you're clearing out uh, a bunker full of bad guys and stuff like that for whatever reason. Um, so. Yeah, and that's cool. I just wish that Elite hadn't looked at Star Citizen and just been like, oh, we're going to do that too. Correct. Just be your own game, man. Like, well, I, I feel how, many, like... how many times have they done it? you know like well i feel like they keep adding I, I feel like they keep adding content without improving the existing content that's the problem it's like you know it'd be it'd be great if you guys improved the space con like content instead of give me like space legs that's the exact same kind of content but i'm just walking around and doing it instead of flying my ship like hold on <laughs> yeah yeah and the you know the grind factor super high but it's not like fun grind or anything. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like the, the only thing to do other than make money is like engineer your ship, which is cool. But they made that like kind of a pain in the ass and somewhat improved over the, the weird like roulette wheel <laughs> that it was at first. It was like playing a slot machine because you never knew what you were going to get. Right. It was just like throw materials in, pull the lever Oh, you got a crappy roll. All right, roll again. Hmm. Yeah, and they made it consistent now, so that's better. But you still have to, like, go hunt the stuff. And that means, like, driving an SRV around on planets. And you can pick up a rock, right? Like, you drive around, and there'll be a rock that shows up on the radar after minutes and minutes of driving around. And you shoot it, and it breaks into, like, three fragments. And then you scoop those up. 
And congratulations, you got three of those. Right now, go hunt for another rock. So you don't you don't find like, you know, here here's a place to mine ore from. It's it's really strange how that is. What are your thoughts on all this, Malphite? Really, Malphite? Elite or no? I was just muted and I couldn't figure out how to unmute for a second there. Um, sorry. Are we talking about elite? Or are we talking about all of it uh, all of it oh my gosh um for me i tend to engage in a lot of games relatively shallow and the ones that really grab me and i dive into are games that you know typically have some sort of rpg style progression I struggle to find motivation in games like Ark and uh, to a lesser extent Conan. Like Satisfactory, Conan, just because I just I feel like they're too open ended. It's not like I'll, I'll go off and explore and go to have some fun and just get owned by some, you know, random monster. Um, so, yeah, I, I I definitely have not found sort of my my spirit guide for some of these games, but um, I get the appeal, I guess. It's just not a style of gameplay that I enjoy as much. Yeah, see, I, I feel like these games need some sort... It, it can't be just pure sandbox, and you can't, reply, you can't rely on other players to be the adversary, right? Because then that's a bit overwhelming because PvP what it is right some people just aren't into that i'm i'm kind of like i would much rather comp stomp than deal with other people you know um but cooperatively is great so you need a game that's got persistence and some progression and whatnot but it's also um like there there's an actual adversary to win against kind of thing so if you look at like skyrim right there's a bunch of stories there that are kind of bite-sized things, but then there's the overarching campaign of what's actually going on in the world. And, you know, like there's the big bad at the end, right? But you have to like get to the point where you can actually fight that thing. Mm. So, and it, and it's about like all the fun you have along the way and you get the, the like exploration of like, Oh, let's do this dungeon or whatever right and and that can be its own little mini struggle that is a story that you'll that you'll remember right but they all add up into the progress toward the eventual end goal where we can go fight the bigger enemy kind of thing um so these games that are meant to be like endlessly open-ended sandbox thing that you know never ends or whatever I, i'm not so into that um, because it just kills the progression thing. But man, if they had a if they had a Skyrim kind of game where it was just like bring three friends, we're gonna play through Skyrim, dude, that's the get, that's the deal, right? But whenever they made Elder Scrolls Online, they just made it like a, a never ending like sandbox, and they lost all of that. So this is the WoW model, right? Hmm. So it's got a ton of quests in it, but most of the quests in it are better done alone because if you got other friends with you, you know, they're just slowing you down because you could just rip through this quest. It, it's not hard. It's just the the uh, going through the motions of doing it, right? And it's faster to solo it. And I don't need people. Like in, uh, in EQ, it was like, oh, you need a party because EQ is a meat grinder, right? Don't go alone. And MMOs now are, are like, well, you know, it's a single player game for those people because we don't want to lose those sales. But we have to put something in here that also requires a group two. I don't know. So I, I just feel like, okay, downscale that, make it an, an excellent story arc. And, and it can be as sandbox as it needs to be for a long time, but you're actually... The goal is to build up 
to the point where you can actually like fight the enemy army or whatever right it's like well we might need to make spaceships and tanks and whatever because you know eventually we're going to attack that star base or whatever and we can't do that with the crap that we start with so you know 200 hours down the road then we're expected to be able to do it but it's gonna it's gonna be a while right but don't make it like mmo just make it like massively cooperative you know so like bring three friends or whatever you might meet three friends in the game right you don't need to bring them at the start but have it just scaled so that the whole damn thing is instanced out so that we can just cooperate and have our own story and that would be cool mm. do you think that we're ever gonna see that i guess is my question I don't know, man. In in some sick way, Fallout seventy six kind of almost is like that, because hmm. it's small group thing, right? Like the way it instances out. Because if it was four of us in there, then what what's the game hold? Like twelve people tops. So, yeah. Well, the the interesting thing about uh-huh. the interesting thing about Fallout seventy six though is it can be massively played single player, and yeah, you can then like you said, you can definitely just go group up with your friends and some other stuff. Like if you're playing together, it's super easy. It's just like, well, all right, thanks for helping me with that quest. Well, what are you getting ready to go do? Well, I gotta go do this, this, and that, and then oh yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna go do down here and do this. Like you can still keep playing together, but it's just like you know, you can still go off and do your own things. Right. It, but it's it's the thing of like, okay, I hit something that I need help with. Come over here. Right. Right. As right. opposed, and and there should always be things in the world that are tougher than what one person can handle. I would so at that. I, Bring I would friend. like, I'd like the persistence. Maybe if like we were to engage in like our own private realm for it. I don't know if like if our buildings will stay persistent in that, or if only if the person who's paying for it gets online, then then it's persistent. Yeah, it's it's only that. It's you don't you don't get like a private uh, thing that persists without you logged in. But it's basically just like here's here's a server that's got a password on it. So only our group can go in there. It's like, well, at that point, it doesn't really matter because right, you're, you're, yeah. yeah, I would, I would have a, a Fallout seventy six server if it persisted. Yeah, I, but I've, I've purposely just said, well, no, I'm not going to give you money to run the server when I'm signed in. Like that just doesn't make sense. I even right. thought about just having a machine sitting there doing. Yeah, does uh, does does the idle click like every ten minutes or whatever? Yeah, just keep alive. Put put right. an NPC in there, you know, of your own, and he just keeps the server alive. Yeah, I mean, seriously, considered it because, uh, th- apparently, as long as someone else is in the server when the primary player signs off, it stays up. But once everybody logs off within five minutes, I guess they spin it down, and the only person who can spin it back up is the owner. So it it is a very strange way of doing server you know hosting to me it was like arc where it's like hey run your own server or rent one right yeah then that yeah. would be great well i'm i'm fine renting it like if they just force me to rent it that's fine but if i'm paying 10 bucks a month the damn thing should be up whenever my friends anyone i invite wants to yeah. play on it you know but imagine a world where you could then mod that server right it's like oh. i own and then I can put my mods on it from Nexus or whatever, and we're gonna play this our way, right? Like, oh, I, yeah. I think the I think this monster is a little bit too easy. Let's turn him up, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And just give you the freedom to craft your own experience for your friends. Cool. So, I don't know. Maybe someday, Starfield, <laughs> be the one. Like, get hype. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot that's been on our minds for various games that we've played and you know, we have tons of love-hate relationships out there and um but yeah, I think uh I think that'll about do it for for this episode. Yeah, I we guess are... the the topic is desperately hunting a persistent progressive cooperative experience in a mm. open that we cannot damn find. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, one 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 that checks all the boxes. Some check a few of the boxes and then, you know, 
some don't. <laughs> don't. Well, um, we're still running our giveaway over on our Discord, so if you guys head on over there, uh, tell all your friends. We need to get get ourselves up to 100 people. We're we're slowly making headway in that direction. Um, but once we get we there, get we'll be able. People we're giving the Discord away, or what? We're giving we're giving some money away. We're gonna we got some gift cards. We got to give away um, twenty five dollar gift cards. We got four of them, so four people are gonna win a twenty five dollar gift card. One person a week for four weeks. Uh, if you head on over to discord.otherworlds.gg, that is where you can find us. Uh, so pretty exciting stuff, exciting times. Uh, we also have community nights every Friday night. Um, so come check those out as well. And we do have, uh, the social media groups. We do have a steam group. Um, and you can always catch somebody in our discord playing something. So feel free to come on over. That'll do it for this episode. This has been episode number 22. No, 23. 23. 23. Yeehaw.